When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, it's a goal. Who got the assist? Who got the assist? Hi, everyone. So here we are again. The penultimate pod now as the season reaches its frantic climax. Who will win in the title race? Who will win out in the race for Europe? Who will win the battle to avoid the drop? Hang on, wait, I'm hearing all of these things have uh, pretty much been decided already. Wow, okay, the final day drama is going to be stretched thinner than an average household's budget in the cosy lives. Unbelievable. Anyway, let's soldier on. Uh, I'm back this week with Lucy, ahead of her final game week as an FPL manager, at least until 2024, if not ever. You all right? I'm all right, thank you. I don't want to sound painfully British, but I'm very much enjoying the sunshine of recent days. Uh, which just means I'm bracing myself for the inevitable wet bank holiday that follows and a disappointing game week 38. But anyway, we are Who Got the Assist. You can find Tom on the main account at WGTA underscore FPL and you can find me at Lucy Hynett. On the pod today, we'll be focusing on the final day of the season. With the help of some data, we'll be taking a trip down memory lane to final days of yesteryear. What can we expect from game week 38? And then we'll open up to some wider chat around the final week, including options for each position and what we think we're likely to do. We're recording on the evening of the Monday of Monday, the 22nd of May, hiding from Newcastle versus Leicester and Wilson's inevitable rank destroyer. Yes, yes, indeed. Can't wait to see how bad that goes. <laughs> anyway, um, no mini league update this week and no market forces this week because we are so early on in the game week, really. Um, but we will give a final update on the mini league and yeah, market forces. A big goodbye to for another year. Right. Game reviews. We both took the plunge on an extra move on top of the one we were discussing to get Bruno back in. Both went off for Alvarez. Uh, how are you getting on this week? Um, well, as I said, it's going all right until Wilson turns up. Um, I'm on 39 minus four at the moment, uh, which puts me on a tiny green arrow uh, following last week's quite large red arrow. Um, I did three moves, as you've just kind of mentioned. So I did have two free transfers, but I, I've done three. So I've gone from Watkins, Grealish and Trippier, who was a player that I thought might miss out. But again, because it's me, they have a yellow flag, but never miss the game. And they went out for Alvarez, Bruno and Lindelof for minus four. Uh, two of those three have obviously returned in the first half of the double game week. So looks all right, but it will all look pretty stupid when Newcastle inevitably come good tonight. As you can tell, I'm feeling chipper. How about you, Tom? Um, I'm, yeah, just waiting for the punishment, really. of 38 minus four here to... Well, I think you got one more point than me, but hey, that's by the by. Uh, Isaac and KDB to Alvarez and Bruno. Um, so yeah, thinking about what how I was gonna get Bruno in last week. I was thinking about you know, Salah, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And this just came to a realization really that selling Salah instead of uh, selling KDB and having KDB for one game just didn't I don't know, it felt a bit circuitous and strange rather than just selling KDB. He was a single game weaker anyway, and so it's proved that to Bruno keeping Salah. But I kind of thought after doing that, yeah, I just want another 
ticket in the city lottery, I suppose. And seeing Isaac play so far on the left and obviously there's an element of a hissy fit about it, but selling him kind of felt good. And I felt, felt like, well, okay, well, we'll go for that and get another city attacker in. And it, it sort of made sense as it was starting. Um, and obviously since we lost against the, the Forest on Saturday, the, the whole team seems to have changed overnight. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's okay. Um, see how it goes, but Trippier uh, tonight, I'm an eight to play on top of that 34 net. It's, it's all right. It's bang on the safety score, but I think I'm, into Red Arrow tonight after uh, Wilson sets foot on the pitch and on top of a load of other people who've got Isaac as well. Um, but yeah, everything's really changed, Lucy, since <laughs> just in the space of two weeks. It, it was kind of, oh yeah, let's hope to get back in the top 10K, hope to comfortably win my mini leagues. And now thanks to Wilson, it's uh, try to hang on to top spot, but I don't think I will be able to because so many people have Wilson, so many people had and Captain Wilson uh, that my leads have been wiped out and it's down to just luck now. And then top 30k would be good. I mean, it's it's, it's quite a depressing turn of events. So same for you. Yeah. So um, last week's red arrow, which was a green arrow until Wilson popped up in the closing stages, um, that's taken me just outside the top 50k. So really, my best possible outcome is that I get back inside. But I'm not very optimistic on that. I think. Wilson's stinging a little bit because it feels like we just got on the wrong side of of that 50-50 and we only did so because I think most people thought he wouldn't play as many minutes as he has and that's caused um, just a lot of pain really. So it's just one of those things where if you can, if you misread the minutes on a very good player, that very good player can punish you quite badly. I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was misreading. It was just kind of... You know, if I think you said that you said that offline earlier, that if someone had said, "Well, Wilson's going to start each of these three games," then the the consideration for him over Isaac would have just been like, innumerably different, really, and we'd all have got him. And it it just felt such a savage fifty fifty, especially at this stage of the season, because those are points that are just impossible to make back now. Let's let's be honest, especially over caps like caps. He was last the, week. the big game to be made. Like we spoke last week, didn't we, about ways people could make up or the previous week, well, ways people could make up ground. And it felt like Wilson captain was probably the last one that was left, just because it felt so obvious that our people would captain Harlan this week. And then, well, I mean, I guess we'll be in the lap lap of the the leak gods next week. But it, it felt like that was the obvious time to make ground. So if you lost ground at that point. I think it's now looking pretty set in stone, roughly where you'll be, unless something freaky was to happen with a few differentials. Yeah, it's it's just such as I just every year I just feel like I'm at the wrong end of a savage fifty-fifty. You know, like perhaps this season it's kind of happened. Thinking, you know, Saka versus Salah or uh, selling uh, Mr. Martinelli for Odegaard, but I mean, really kind of big captaincy ones tends to happen to me sort of midway through the season or just getting towards the end when there's still sort of an element of hope that I've got a bit of time to make it all up. But nah, it, it, it just feels so brutal that it's happened now. And there's just there's just no way of 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 making that up. And all you're reduced to is just hoping that, as you say, a, a differential comes through and you know, with our team so similar, you know, your differentials are down to either who you pick up for this week or someone like you know, Dunk for me versus Estepinion or De Gea saving a penalty versus Short. It's, oh, it's terrible. It really is. Anyway, on that happy note, 
let's move forward to looking at game week 38 historically now i guess most people uh, do think that there are more goals scored in game week 38 and it's one of these sort of crazy random days and i did this last year as well but i had to look through the past sort of eight seasons and picked up the averages as well in terms of you know, goals and clean sheets just to get an idea whether there are in fact more goals and you know, more action on the final day than other uh, other normal weeks during the season so over the last eight seasons um on average on the final day you see 34.1 goals there are 20.2 home goals on average 13.9 away goals on average and about 4.2 clean sheets so how does this measure up to just an, a normal week I spoke to F- FPL Review about this last year, and we came up with an average of 15.5 home goals and 12.5 away goals per week, an average of 28 goals per week, plus about sort of five clean sheets. So that means, all in all, that there are about 21.8% more goals in the final day on average. So there's 28 on a normal week, 34 on an average game week 38. Across the board, um, and there are more home goals too. There's a 31% rise roughly. So 20-ish on the game week 38 should be the expected amount versus kind of 16 on the regular week. And clean sheets fall too. So the 16% fall from average expectation of about five to about four. I think last year there was two, which I'll come on to in a minute. Um, in the past as well, there, there's a bit of a funk to the data because in uh, during the COVID times, the home advantage was obviously completely wiped out. Uh, but... Fans, I think, were allowed back in the stadium a couple of years ago on game week 38, I'm right in saying. Yeah, I think so. Um, so that that kind of still means that um, there is a bit of funk to the data, but it still shows that home is where the heart of the points is, really, when it comes to game week 38. And yeah, there are loads of goals, Lucy. Surely not surprising. No, I'm not surprised. It is quite nice, though, isn't it, where you have these... I think um, football regularly gets itself into these kind of little narratives where you... You just assume things after a while. So it's quite nice to have the data that backs up the theory that there are more goals. Um, and maybe that can kind of guide us with our transfer thoughts as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's It's just kind of opened itself up to max variance or max luck uh, to, on, on the final day and just hoping to get in the right place, I guess, isn't it? To, or getting that right person. But it's, it's, never, it's never really that person that you expect is it no. who comes through? It's always kind of someone you no. never look someone at. Someone completely mad. That will be the same this year and we'll all go, oh, why didn't we look at that guy? Now he's got his brace and three bonus points. It's just yeah. one of those things. you just got to give yourself a good chance of being on them, I suppose. And, and having a bit of fun, I think, because you spend the whole of the rest of the season thinking about whether you'll want them the following week. Well, now you don't have to worry about it. So, Yeah, one and done. Cool. Uh, let's have a look at memory lane then. It's just last year. I, it's one of those things where I sort of remember it and sort of don't, just because FPL is so sort of cyclical with it. New memories replace the old ones and they get I don't erased. remember anything. That's probably, quite, that's probably a good thing. It's probably just good for everyone's sort of self-esteem uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that you forget uh, the past. Also, maybe means that you make the same mistakes over and over again. Well, potentially. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but hey, there we go. It's definition of insanity, according to that misattributed quote. Anyway, um, so game week 38 last year, there were 39 goals scored. It was the highest scoring final day in the last eight years. 23 goals scored at home. And there were only two clean sheets, so goals flying in from all angles. Notable things, so in the top 10K, Son was the most owned and captain player, and he scored a brace. Uh, Kane and Kulisevsky also wrapped up double-digit halls as uh, Spurs beat Norwich 5-0. Um, I, captain Kane, I was trying to be too clever, and uh, Son obviously did the business and further just decimate my rank, which was lovely. 
Uh, Arsenal beat Everton 5-1 at home. There were five different scorers that day, illustrating the randomness that you can get. Uh, Callum Wilson scored a brace as Newcastle beat relegated Burnley 2-1 at Turf Moor. Uh, Salah was benched. I think a few people did captain him, um, but he still scored as Liverpool beat Bulls 3-1. And Mane scored in his final outing as a red. And finally, Man City beat Villa 3-2. But it was a total B team. I think KDB was the only FPL relevant player and he was only kind of you know, owned by about 10% of the top 10K, if that. Um, so it's just one of those, again, which just underlines that, yeah, you know, there's a few sort of big names there. Um, but equally, it was such a high-scoring week everywhere um, that things sort of, yeah, it, it, I, I think most people did okay. I think kind of looking at an average of about 80 points. Do you remember that last season at all? Or has it just kind of all, all disappeared? No, it's all gone. It's, it's quite healthy, I think. Mm. I think. Yeah, I, I think it's healthy as well. I remember I, I bought in Vardy and Wissa last for reasons I can't remember now <laughs> on, on the final day. I looked at my game week, you know, the, the, the season threads, and they they appeared in my team on the final week. And I'm sure uh, me and Harry would have been at the time. I'm sure I gave my reasons for, for that then. I'm sure it was very, very well, very good because they both yeah very me, very good i'm sure both scored me 16 points so i mean that's that's not bad but i mean yeah, it was for a hit which we'll discuss later uh yeah next 2020 21 32 goal scores 21 at home 10 away uh, spurs beat leicester 4-2 away that man kane again golden assist and bale uh gareth bale scored a brace and um, it was the year when chelsea were uh trying to cling on to third place and they lost 2-1 away to Villa but still got third place anyway due to kind of just results elsewhere and those machinations on the final day I can't remember exactly how but hey it happened and I captained Kun Aguero for his final game so he came off the bench and scored a brace and Man City's a 5-0 demolition of Everton and Mane scored a brace at home versus Palace uh, again yeah, I, you know, we're really getting to the midst of time uh, when we get to 2019-20. Uh, that was kind of the height of COVID. Uh, KDB, that was that year when KDB was at 9.5, I think it was, and just destroyed everything in this path. They scored a brace as City demolished Norwich 5-0 at home. Uh, Jesse Lingard scored his first goal of the season for Manchester United in the 99th minute uh, as versus Leicester as Man United won 2-0. And that was the year when Bruno was truly uh, Hernandez who scored a penalty in that game. Um, heavily rotated Liverpool uh, beat Newcastle 3-1 and yeah, a few other bits and pieces but you know there's loads of different sort of notable results from the past um, Palace 5-3 versus Bournemouth 2018-19 uh, Cardiff beating United 2-0 at Old Trafford Nathaniel Mendes Lang and uh, making himself a bluebird legend for a, a random brace <laughs> yeah, one of those that you should never remember uh, no one's ever remember anyway um, Spurs 5-4 versus Leicester in 2017-18 uh, Mahrez is uh, a final game for the club and you know, way back into the midst of time after that um, but yeah there's basically lots of randomness on the day high variance in a single week and you are kind of you know, looking at results like you know, the 5-4 I mentioned between Spurs and Leicester in 2017-18 uh, 5-5 between West Brom and Man United and Fergie's final match springs to mind as well but yeah more goals on the table uh, historically versus normal week and means that you know you're on the hunt to get lucky aren't you really yeah you're on the hunt to get lucky you're you're putting seven attackers out because that's your best chance of doing so um, you're hoping that your defenders can probably not with some attacking points probably um, given that you know clean sheets are hard to find, I think normally on these these final weeks, aside from obvious kind of good home fixtures, which is everything the data implies should be worth looking for, 
Um, I would usually be looking at players that play for teams that have got something to play for. Now, as you covered at the beginning of the pod, we haven't actually got many of those left. Um, it looks like the Champions League spots could be wrapped up midweek if if things go certain ways. Um, and we're really just looking at those three relegation-threatened teams, Leicester, um, Everton and Leeds. Mm. I've been looking through those teams and I really can't see a lot going there. Um, Vardy is still somehow more than nine million um Barnes and Madison were both benched tonight so that puts me off them a little bit I'm a, I'm a bit confused by that one because I think they're the two players that give you the best chance of getting something out of a game but whatever that's fine um and I think Everton don't and Everton Leeds just don't have obvious attackers to, to go after especially now Bamford's injured so I'm now going to flip the the psychology on its head and and I was just kind of considering teams which might be kind of likely to have checked out and kind of gone gone on the beach that have done their their jobs for the year for the season and and are kind of done. So I think one of the names that we'll probably discuss in more detail later being Eze. Obviously, um, Palace are playing a Forest team which confirmed safety last week. So do they maybe check out? Um, Liverpool may not have Champions League to fight for by the time they play, but Southampton are dead buried so maybe there's opportunity for a route there so I've, I've kind of tried to flip it that way and maybe see opportunities in in the dead teams rather than the ones that are fighting I think yeah same so I had Arsenal versus Wolves is another one um if you're talking about kind of teams yeah. we've checked out maybe Wolves yeah. have and um, basically it's all the home teams effectively uh, that I'm particularly interested in it's, it's interesting that all three of the teams who have something to play for are all at home this week. I think I'm right in saying Leeds, Spurs, yeah, Everton, so. Bournemouth, and Leicester, West Ham. Um, a Palace Forest that has United, Fulham, but I think most of us can be sorted there anyway. And yeah, maybe, I only didn't mention it because that reason. Yeah, yeah. I think the the only game that I think maybe is a kind of I think we we're all going to discount it because we've all got brought free Bryson anyway. But I think that Villa Brighton game could well end up being like you know one of the ones that comes out of nowhere you end up with the kind of that kind of five four in especially if you oh, have a, do you especially if you, have, if you have a tired brighton you have villa who are still performing very well in terms of the underlying numbers i think that that's i think that that game could be quite an interesting one actually um, i'll come on to that later on um but good question from F, from dan fpl stats dan are there any genuinely left field punts you're considering um Given Has how he listened this... to the pod before? Or... Yeah, no, that's, that's that's the thing. I think given how this year has gone, I think the answer is probably no. Yeah, really. um, but but maybe there will be a couple, and that we will at least mention. Not, probably not going to be touching them with a barge hole, but you know what I mean. And maybe just give a kind of a one week genie in a bottle. So defenders, midfielders, and strikers who could be difference makers. Um, but who would we possibly sort of nominate here? And um, but I I just don't think this year defenders particularly is somewhere you're going to be going. Like. It's no. just, not worth it for a final transfer is it and you're really really scraping the bottom of the barrel because we've pretty much all got all got Trent most of us have yeah got Trent I was about here. to say the only exception would be if you didn't have Trent then then I'd probably put it put him as fairly high on my list but yeah assuming you do have Trent then yeah I can't see anyone no so uh, so Castagna at Leicester maybe as an attacking fullback I mean yeah maybe no one at Leeds Everton like play do you, do you of... go for an Everton centre back, hoping for a bullet header? Oh God! I mean, imagine Michael Keane being your final day punt. I mean, that is that's that's disgraceful. That's that is... actually Tarkovsky's really high on FPL reviews recommendations for my team. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, carry on. Uh, oh dear. And uh, Alex Marino at Villa, uh, maybe another one that you consider um, potentially. And um, yeah, it just doesn't. It feels like if you're in this. 
it's the only way I could imagine this being okay is if you've got like a midfield and you're kind of two forwards or three forwards are ones you're completely happy with. You've got one free transfer to use and you've got a, some piece of trash to get rid of, you know, or you don't fancy opinion or something, then maybe that's kind of where you'd be. But I mean, it's, it's really slim pickings. I mean, even if you look at like, I mentioned the Arsenal Wolves, I mean, Tierney maybe, but Xhaka played left back last game. Ben White maybe. And Palace, there's no defensive sort of, there's no sort of, Van Anholt reincarnation. It's it's not particularly exciting. So, yeah, I mean, maybe it'd just be a case of doubling up with Robertson for Liverpool or something like that. I mean, that's and even he's playing a more withdrawn role now. So it's it's just it's not great, really, is it? Um, let's let's move swiftly on and move away from that. Um, midfield wise, do we sort of? I'm sure there is more. So FPL Fran asks, is there any consideration for my old mate Ezzy? I think I had him this season for one game. Uh, he did everything but Oh, yeah, score. then he immediately sold him and then he got something, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just the nature of the season for me. <laughs> and he's, he's actually scored the fifth most points in the last six weeks amongst midfielders. So, you know, he could be be the punt to look at. And I guess if people have Grealish or something, you know, mm. they, they might well have a midfield punt slot. The only thing I was thinking was that if, say, you've got, like my midfield, so Salah, Bruno, Rashford, to Brighton, I don't know where the space is to punt in midfield, really. Um, and unless you're kind of daring to strike out a Brighton player and you're kind of thinking, oh, yeah, they're going to be knackered. That's the shadows. only way. Yeah, that's exactly what I came, the conclusion I came to. As much as I would quite like to punt on Eze this week, I don't think I can... I don't think that Brighton players are a kind of obvious weak point or anything. And obviously they're quite highly owned. So if you misjudge it, you're in a lot of pain. And if if you're like Tom and you think that that's going to be a high scoring game, you also don't want to do it for that reason. Um, so yeah, I'm struggling to find a spot because I, I quite like Eze. I think you're very right in saying that it's if you've got a City player that has maybe not played the minutes you expected because City won the league so early, then then maybe that's where you you have an opportunity that others don't have. But I yeah, I think given that they're decent fixtures for those popular players. I'm struggling to find a way to get him in. Yeah. There are quite a few names in this sort of, in the midfield area though, if you're not. So they quite like Odegaard as well. Yeah, Odegaard, Trossard um, as well. They might come into consideration with uh, Martin missing the rest of the season. Um, And then things start to get, you know, a bit more sort of like, you know, McNeil and Everton. Uh, I can't wait for people to, Somewhere on Twitter, someone's going to say this. Manila's fourth for XGI amongst mids over the last six. I, I wonder why. I wonder what game was fueling that. Yeah, I can't tell uh, how that happens. Yeah, shocker. Uh, Demarai Gray as well, I think, could be a shout um, if he's fielded lone striker because Calvert-Lewin's also out. Yeah. Um, Rodrigo at Leeds was also another one that came to mind. Um, you know, and then you're kind of, you know, really kind of hoping that the likes of Jack Harrison or something shows up. Um, I, I also had Madison there until he was benched tonight as a, as a potential sort of pick just because yeah. if they have something to play for um or even if they don't he could be an interesting one utter speculation of course we don't know where they're going how they're going to end up um seventh fresh gi last six probably his last game for leicester i think it's fair to say at home versus west ham with their eye on something else they probably won't rotate because they've got 10 10 days i think it is mm. until fiorentina um but that could be one that descends into a bit of a goal fest as well so that that could be you know maybe the one that I'd go for if but I suppose now is a bit of a spanner in the works isn't there um yeah so. I think also bearing in mind that 
we're probably in a situation where people are going to be holding on for team leaks. It might be that there's a city midfielder that does come up, either that you already own or that you could buy, that you know is now going to start, so you think it's worth a punt. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe you can fancy a bit of Foden on the day, but I, I'd sooner get an Arsenal midfielder in, frankly, than do that. I don't maybe. really want to be waiting on the leaks no. for, for transfers. Hence again, why you'd probably just be happy with an Arsenal midfielder because okay, Odegaard, Saka, you know they're going to play, and it'll just be a case of kind of just is it Sa- is it Trossard? Well, probably is now, so yeah, probably right. Unless there's a rogue ESR or something that shows up, but or a rogue Nelson, I don't know. Yeah, Odegaard or Saka would be where you go. Yeah, um, some names there, but not too many. I mean. Yeah, we're really stretching. We're really sort of putting the boat out, aren't you? If you're kind of saying, "Yeah, I'm, I'm buying McNeil for a final day," could happen. You could ha- he could be your Mendes Lang. It's just one of those, isn't it? But I think the key, the key area this season seems to be the kind of the striker punt slot. And um, if you're kind of holding an, an, an Isaac or like us holding an Alvarez, um, maybe that'd be where you go um, with 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 the um, final move you're going to be making. I'm not entirely sure. Um, where you stand with this, but I, I've kind of whistled it down to two. I, I don't you know, looking at Bamford got injured in the knees, so you know, looking at Nonto at Leeds, don't know what's happening at Leicester, no idea. Mate, mate Fardy still going somehow. <laughs> Everton, if Calvert Lewin isn't fit, you've got Mopay. <laughs> no, um, so I've got it down to two, and um, number one. This is probably where I'm going to go, which is Gabriel Jesus. Um, I feel like that game is a 3-0 waiting to happen. It's that sort of regulation 3-0 victory, I think, for final day for us against Wolves. Uh, Jesus has been a bit unlucky recently. He's the third uh, most underperforming forward over the last six weeks. So I think he'll be my transfer in. But I, as I said earlier on, I've got a sneaky suspicion that Villa game and against Brighton may well do uh, may well go off. I think Watkins, I saw, is the hu- most underperforming forward over the last six weeks, even if you exclude the penalty miss versus Liverpool. Um, so putting up the numbers, he just hasn't scored, and it's been very, very convenient that he hasn't scored because most of us have sold him relatively recently in FPL, um, which I think, again, would probably be lead to diminished interest because people don't like to go back to a player they've sold. Um so, and I'll be doing the same magpie syndrome. Jesus, I haven't had him had him for quite a while. I'll get him. And um, but yeah, I think I think it's between those two for me this week. Which is, again, I guess sort of you know, they're both at home. Um, both have nothing to play for. But I mean, I think those games are probably going to herald the most goals. Uh, you got Alvarez to get rid of. What are you thinking? Um, I may just. Uh, the the difficulty I have is that I still have three strikers, so like three viables. But I mean, like not I haven't killed the spot, which means I can't actually stretch to Jesus because the money's too spread. So at the moment I've got Isaac who I've benched tonight, so that's going to go well. Um, and then I've got Alvarez. Um, so I've got kind of money, but I haven't got Jesus money, uh, which makes life a bit more awkward. Um, I was looking at going back to Watkins as you mentioned it. Um, and maybe I'm being compelled by your Villa Brighton Gold Goldfest suggestion. It's just, 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 just a prophecy, which is no doubt going to come completely false because of how things have been going recently. Well, you know, it's it's better than most. Um, this is going to sound a bit mad because I did also put them on my list for potentially checking out. Um, but in terms of looking at games that could end up being Goldfests. I kind of wondered if Palace Forest might turn out a bit weird. Um, and in which case, maybe our knee 
just on the basis that he's been scoring a lot of points recently, you know, in the classic FPL analyst way, you mm. know, man gets goals. Um, but I'm really struggling, actually. Uh, I'd hoped that I'd get confidence to to maybe punt on Ian Acho, which is a very not me transfer. Mm. But he started tonight... And if they were willing to play someone that wasn't, you know, just two strikers and a lot of defensive midfielders, I might have more faith there. I do. There is a little part of me that really just wants to punt on it, just because I, Leicester have to come up with something. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, maybe, and maybe, especially, it'd be such a strange. Well, maybe you're kind of straight on to Sam Martin, aren't you? And just kind of <laughs> for the first time this season, hoping for a Leicester league, which is. A, I, I guess so. I mean, how much money you got to spend? Like, what do you want? What, why are you asking me? Yeah. <laughs> how much money you got to spend? Like, kind of, must be, so not Jesus money. So you're looking kind of seven-ish? Uh, let me just have a quick look. Just do some nice talking while I... Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I've got 7.8. It's always the... <laughs> always go for Callum Wilson. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> the ultimate, like, insult to myself <laughs> yeah. give up on it yeah. all together and um, yeah that also rules out Liverpool strikers for you doesn't it and um, you know, I don't think I'd have gone there anyway probably no, no Mr Jota uh, <laughs> yeah no I, I can see why straight away it's it's very kind of barrel scrapey isn't it it's, it's not not the best uh, not the best set of players there um Edouard, I might go back to Watkins to be fair. Ed, yeah, exactly. I mean, Watkins looks looks to stand out, and he's the underlying data is there for him. I mean, thinking about Statsland's question about uh, left field punts, <laughs> suggesting Ollie Watkins is uh, oh, quite the opposite of that. But, um, but there you go. I've, I'm really struggling um, looking at the list of strikers who cost less uh, than uh, than eight, uh, seven point nine, which may mean I make a midfield punt after all. Yeah, maybe, maybe just kind of junk the spot and or just remove this kind of bench shit and just go for broke elsewhere. Maybe that's what you do. Um how much money would you have for a midfielder? Depends who I think. Yeah, got, yeah, I guess so. I've got 0.9 in the bank. Uh, so again you're looking at the mid range, I'd say probably be Arsenal or Eze, isn't it really? Um, yeah. if you if you're if you're boiling it. Or you know, there's always James Ward Prowse's final appearance in the Premier League while you're a, while you're an FPL manager, Lucy. I, I think I think that that's that's the obvious option. Don't isn't say it, really? it, don't no. Final don't. day at home, no. you know, it's 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 just it should be done. It's an emotive pick, you know, it's you know, it's it's it's, it's just it makes sense. Makes Does sense. it? Does I think it? so. I think so. Okay. It makes more sense than Watkins anyway. Watkins is rubbish. Don't it's boring. Just don't get him. I think you should get Ward Prowse. That's, a, that's definitely worth it. <laughs> oh, if only if that, if that did go off, imagine, imagine. It's, it's, it's the only one from Saints you'd ever consider anyway. But hey, I mean, just a free kick is going to happen. I'm sure. Final home game, Premier League. No, not con- no. Don't look, you don't look convinced. Okay. No, I'm not convinced. I'm sure this is going to happen. All right. Okay. Um. So. Yeah, midfield Arsenal, Ezzy, and up front, uh, Jesus or Watkins, it sounds like, is kind of where we go and defence, just leave it, forget about it. Captain Wise, do you dare go against Haaland? Because I, Brentford is such a nasty fixture for captaincy. There's something about it makes me feel like they're going to be a thorny game ever, anyway. Uh, Deepak asks us actually, best alternatives to Haaland. Is there any chance he might be rested? Well, I don't think so. Um. I guess the EO would be with him, I'd imagine. So, mm. I mean, 
would you ever consider going against it? Like, I think I'd go for Salah versus Southampton if it was. I think. Yeah, if you're looking for an alternative, I think it's Salah. If you really think, if you've convinced yourself he's going to be benched, then you could move him out for Kane, Leeds. But um, yeah, I think Salah. If given what you know, who people will own already, I think Salah versus Southampton is the obvious captaincy pick if you don't want to go for Haaland. But I think you have to bear in mind that, as usual, Haaland's EO is going to be massive, so I probably wouldn't bother unless you're looking for a big chase. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those, isn't it, where you're weighing up the sort of semblance of the final day being a bit YOLO versus the fact that <laughs> the, the real policy of the situation is Haaland's EO is going to be massive. But it's it's not the best game against Brentford. Uh, Salah versus Saints feels like one of those which makes it just feels like there could that could be more of the field day rather than a gnarly Brentford side, but you just don't know because it's the final day, you know. Um, I think would you, are you saying then that you you just be on Holland and you just forget about it effectively? I think so. Okay, oh, I just I don't know. I, I might I might go for it. You no, know, just to you know, if it, it's kind of the same sentiment as your five kind of. Um, 300k or 500k i'm kind of 20k or 50k probably um like i don't think it's going to make too much of a difference really if past you could see you right now he'd be disgusted no he wouldn't (laughs) because that's exactly what he used to do every single week that's why he ended up 300k (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah 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 yeah. okay past you from earlier in the season yeah yeah fine fine Um, (laughs) But I think also past me was doing well and was quite happy with his life. So you know, there you go. Obviously, personal life fine, but you know, what I mean, happy with his FPL life. Um, yeah, no, I, I might, I, I might end up kind of uh, chancing my arm and seeing what happens because it, it just it feels like kind of the captaincy uh, really that I quite like to go for. Anyway, um, interesting. Uh, Nathan Jacobson. Um, I th- actually, we've, we've kind of covered this, but he remarks that there doesn't seem to be much to play for on the final day. Um, any FPL ramifications from that? I mean, it's just, just enhanced randomness, isn't it, really? Because we can't yeah. read the tea leaves on any motivation or anything along those lines. Yeah, I haven't got anything else to add other than that, really. I, th- I think you're just trying to find something in, in some- that isn't there, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the best I can do is the on the beach theory because the playing for something there isn't, Playing for something isn't there, so yeah. Oh, I'm playing for an extra place. This this argument always gets wheeled out that oh, but they get an extra two million pounds if they finish one place higher. The in players the league. don't care about that, do they? No, I don't think. No, the uh, no, maybe though, thinking of playing for a place though, um, it did make me think maybe there were players potentially playing for moves, like potentially making like they want to make a last stamp on the season yeah like james ward prowse no, he's or james play- madison i was also thinking yeah but... yeah but you know james ward prowse be playing for his stop game, feeding the james ward prowse thing i'm going up with james ward prowse and now <laughs> like, what have i done uh dear, but, but you're going down swinging in that case aren't you that's um but no no that's 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 also a fair point isn't it the players can be putting themselves in the shop window um and so on and so forth or just that having a, that emotion probably left it a bit late though haven't you i know yeah so, yeah Wait, hey, you no know, people. People have been signed for hundreds of millions of pounds after playing well in three games in the World Middle Cup. East. So, yeah. yeah, stranger things have happened. Um, I think I, I saw I saw like a bit of a movement for people saying, "Oh, it could be Kane's final day as a Spurs player." So, but I don't believe it. But <laughs> those people you don't say, believe oh, that. Do you think he'll stay? 
I don't know. I, I, it, part of me feels like it's ha- like I, I'll only believe it with my own eyes once he's signed in, in another shirt. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just, yeah, if he goes too nice as well, I think I'll lose a lot of respect for him. But that's probably just my own thing. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, hey, there we go. Um, uh, taking hits on the final day, any thoughts? I saw that um, our, our friend Late Riser was saying online earlier on that he's taken a hit at the end of the season of uh, every single campaign since he, gets, since he can remember, and he always gets about. 12 15 points i suppose that kind of links on to the the leak thing doesn't it really because i think that will dictate what happens so rohan what is the chance that the fpl servers go down on sundays everyone waits for leaks and makes transfers at the final moment two things there but they're both kind of interlinked aren't they yes they are um i think the leaks do give you less reduce your risk on on taking those hits and I think potentially open up new opportunities you won't have considered so I can see the temptation there um I'm I'm normally terrible at the judging those kind of one week things it's definitely a late riser thing not a not a me thing um as for the, the servers and the leaks I I'd be shocked if the servers don't go down at some point given that we expect everyone to be waiting for a leak and that obviously all teams playing at the same time, we will get some, even if they're not, you know, what everyone's looking for. Um, As for what I'm personally doing, I would consider it very likely that I will miss the leaks and the deadline. Um, We're away for the bank holiday weekend in a fairly rural area, so I don't even know if I'll have signal uh, with friends who aren't especially into football, so I won't be very popular. Um, So if I do get the chance to to check my phone, I, I probably will try and find something out but there's a high high risk that i won't be able to and i'm not in a position where i'm like bothered. i don't think it's bothered. worthwhile that yeah, ruining just not bothered, yeah, I'm not <laughs> bothered. that's exa- that is fundamentally what it is i'll probably just look at my watch and go oh yeah the deadline was about half an hour ago i wonder yeah. what happened yeah i'm not looking forward to being a schmuck on the final day sat there just frantically refreshing and waiting for some child man to um or man child i should say uh to Produce some sort of terrible, video. some sort of yeah. leak theory video. Oh, it's going to be horrendous, horrendous. And then, so I think what I'll do is I'll probably, I'll probably make one move early on, like just on Friday, on Saturday. I'll do like a Jesus move that day, and then if I need to take a hit on the day to do something else, I think my bench is a bit crap. I think it's Botman and Henry. Then, then maybe I will. Um, but I, th- I think it's very much down to that, and I don't really want to be, um. Yeah, be one of those people who's kind of contingent on making a move. I think it's a three o'clock deadline, so making a move at two fifty-five. When, especially because all of the teams are playing, there's going to be so much kind of attention on it. And I suspect we'll see loads of people logging onto the FPL website for the first time in a long time uh, to to just kind of get the best team they possibly can in the final week. People, the casual players playing their wild cards so things like that just loads and loads more server load i just i expect it to be an absolute shit show yeah <laughs> i think you um, should people should have a team that they're happy to play and hope that they can get on yeah yeah and maybe that maybe the only thing would be is if you know that you find out that holland isn't playing then i think that, that would lead to a stampede honestly i think that that would be a, that would be terrible and that would be the server going down straight away. So again, it might be why I just kind of leave it on Salah and just forget about it. But hey, you know, Salah could not play on the final day as we've seen um, two, two, yeah, two final game weeks in the last three years. So yeah, need to see. Um, so yeah, how do you expect the final game week to go? Sounds like you won't even be watching. Uh, no, I probably won't. Looking at fields somewhere. Yeah, fields, fields and beer and barbecues. That's the plan. 
no that sounds very good i will i think i've actually got a, a few i'm not going to be able to go to the fpl meets just because of uh childcare obviously but i think i'll actually have a few hours to myself so she's going out they're both going out with um uh, with uh, my other half sister uh, so the her boys can meet the baby for the first time so i've I've kind of strategically planned it but they're out from kind of two till about five six nice. so, so i can just have a bit of time watch football and maybe have a beer or two um yeah that's just i think it's very much in the lap of fpl gods how what happens how it happens and god knows what uh, so yeah I, i'm exciting for it i'm excited for the season to be over a little bit unfortunately it's it's felt uniquely draining as we'll discuss next week but yeah it's um yeah it's, it's always a a, a goal fest uh, at least it, it has been for the last eight years i'm sure it will be again transfers and captains for the final time um i think we've really kind of discussed it anyway um but yeah jesus in uh for alvarez likely for me and between salah and Holland, i think that you're talking depending, around on Salah now. Depending on how this week goes, um, I think that, yeah, unless I've... I mean, I'm really looking at De Gea saving two penalties and Dunk scoring two bullet headers against Man City for it to, for me to be in consolidation mode. Like, it's really going to have to be... I need, I need, I'm going to need a jump. And, and captain is going to be the jump. So it may well be that Salah is the player that I go with. Um, but yeah, we'll see. And you are... You were on Holland, now you're not sure, and you're not sure about your, your transfers yet. Yeah, That's I'm not really sure about anything. I'm not really sure whether I'll, I'll see the deadline, not really sure if I'll see the games. Really, there's a lot of mentally checking out here, which isn't really helping the production of the pod. That's all right. Quiet, qu- quiet quitting is the name of the game. Well, I think that's your not on that happy note. Uh, we'll be back a bit later next week for the final show of the season. If you tend to stop listening after this point, I don't blame you. Uh, thank you. You've been a wonderful audience, and uh, maybe speak to you next year. Oh, maybe. Um, obviously, you won't. You won't hear from me. But it's it's been lovely recording. Um, I'll I'll save my my thank yous and goodbyes for next week. But um, yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. We were who got the assist. You can find Tom on Twitter, on Twitter at wgta underscore fpl, and you can find me at Lucy Heinick with two T's. So yeah, that's it for the Portsmouth pods. So enjoy the rest of Double Game Week 37, but not too much Wilson owners and uh, the final day. And we'll be back sometime next week after the bank holiday to cry into our beer and sign off for the summer. Great. Take care. Speak to you soon. Oh, it's a goal. Who got the assist? Who got the assist? Podcast Network.